Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the authority that you have given us in, in your name. The authority uh, and power over every power of the enemy. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I break and sever each wicked core and tie that it has attached itself to us and to our children and to our families and to our loved ones in the name of Jesus. And I establish legal rights. I establish legal rights on territory that you have assigned to us in our homes, in our business, in our ministries, on our jobs, wherever we may be. Lord, I just thank you for the yokes are destroyed because of the anointing. And I thank you, Lord, for breaking those curses from all the way back to a, back for generations. And Lord, that we will start a new generation by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the power to renounce and denounce. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I serve notice on the kingdom of darkness that we are made free in your name and we are made free by the blood of Jesus. All things are passed away and behold, all things are made new. And I serve notice on, on the kingdom of darkness that, that we denounce and renounce every involvement in, in, in addictions and drugs, every involvement in, in uh, we denounce and renounce in unnatural and unholy sex. We denounce and renounce use of all kinds of pornography. We denounce and, and renounce adulterous affairs. We denounce and renounce thefts and covetousness. We denounce and renounce envy and jealousy that we have shown against anyone in any time of our lives and living. We denounce and renounce lying and deceit. We denounce and renounce uh, 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 pride. And we denounce and renounce impatience, hatred, rage that we have manifested over the years. We denounce and renounce involvement in the occult and witchcraft and the occult arts and uh, 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 psychic readings and psychic programs, a uh, reading of the tarot cards, reading of horoscopes. We denounce and renounce invocation of any demonic spirits playing demonic games like Ouija boards. And we denounce and renounce that in the name of Jesus. We denounce and renounce praying to false gods. We denounce and renounce even cursing, cursing you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we decree our victory. We decree and declare our victory. We decree and declare our rightful place in you, Father. For you said in your word that in Christ we, we live, we move, and we now have our being. And we thank you, Lord, for the authority that you have given us over all the authority of the enemy here on earth and in spiritual realms. In the name of Jesus, for now, because of our renouncement and because of turning, oh God, back to you and asking for your forgiveness of all our sins, we are now equipped with power. We are crowned equipped to go forward and we're now equipped to tear down strongholds cast them down and every imagination that it wants to exalt itself against you father and so we thank you lord we thank you lord for being our real reward we thank you lord for the heavenly host that surrounds us we thank you lord for the rebuilding of the of the hedge we thank you lord for doors being closed and portals being closed that were channels uh, uh you to, for demons to come in and to attach themselves to us. But Lord, we thank you now for a new door being opened. Doors of blessings, doors of miracle, doors of supernatural promises and supernatural happenings in the name of Jesus. We thank you.
you, Lord, for elevating us and taking us to a higher dimension in you and another realm in the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for the kingdom of God that has come down unto us in the name of Jesus, not even just unto us, but in us in the name of Jesus, that we can use your name. Hallelujah. And the demons will tremble. And we thank you, Lord, for making us free in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to a word in due season where your host is Pastor Prophetess Audrey Burden. If you'd like to contact Prophetess Burden for speaking engagements, to send a prayer request, or to send a heartfelt love offering, you may write us at P.O. Box 542-406, Grand Prairie, Texas, 75054. You may also email us at Ministries at yahoo.com. If you'd like to be part of our prophetic services we hold the first and second Sunday of every month, then join us for worship located at the Lux Hotel in Arlington, Texas at 117 South Watson Road. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Again, we thank you so much for listening to Bertrand Praise Ministries, a word in due season. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad we're together once again. I'm Prophetess Audrey Burden, and I'm telling you, I have a word for you in due season. You know, I've just been in the place of, uh, uh, of, of, of hearing, in the place of God's presence, where you know what, in this time, especially in this hour, we all need to be in a place where we can hear the Lord. The Bible say, he that have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. And you know what? What the Lord has been dealing with me uh, for some time now, and I feel that is ready, uh, the word is ready to be released, is about the prophetic. I'm, I'm seeing not the prophetic in the church, I'm seeing the pathetic. We have been dealing with such error, and we have been dealing with such uh, uh, falsities, and and we have been dealing with a pseudo Holy Ghost that we have accepted what is not true over what is truth. We have accepted uh, the calling of good, evil, and the calling of evil, good, if you will, as the prophet Isaiah has spoken so clearly about in um, Isaiah, the fifth chapter. You know, uh, what has been impressed, the scripture that has been impressed in my spirit for some time now is taken from first Peter, the fourth chapter, the 17th verse from the NIV version. I shall be reading for it says that for it is a time that judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begin with us. What will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? You know, he said in his word, I lay before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. And there is such a falling away. There is a falling away from the word of God. There's a falling away from the will of God, the precepts of God, the laws of God, the statutes of God. All those, all, all that has been placed uh, uh, in the word of God about how we should live all that we need to know and all that we need to do. And, and I'm seeing that there has been a, a false prophetic movement in the church today that when the true prophet comes along, 
that prophet is deemed as an Ahab or a Jezebel or a lying prophet. Where you, where you, and not saying you in particular, but you and the church have been entertaining for such a very long time the uh, 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 false prophets. For the Bible said in Matthew 24, the 11th chapter, he said, and many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. Now listen to what this word says in Matthew 24, the 11th, uh, 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 the 24th chapter, the 11th verse, he said, many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. He said in another place that if it's possible, the very elect will be deceived. We're living in a time of darkness. We're living in a time that light is, is, is scarce. But we're living in a time that I know that I'm hopeful down in the recesses of my mind and my heart and my spirit. I know that, that the, uh, the time is getting right for the greatest revival that we have ever experienced in the history of man. The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, that there must be a falling away. But God has released a word in the church that's telling us to come back and come back to our first love and return back under the cross. You know, there is a fountain that's filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins as sinners plunge beneath the flood. And lose all their guilty stain. And I want to talk about the prophetic. Like I said earlier, there has been a, 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 a movement away from what is true. Because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the church today doesn't like truth. We have been preaching such a, a message of prosperity, of increase, and, and blessings here and blessings there. But we've not been hearing a message about getting our house in order. We have not been hearing messages of correction because, see, if people get corrected, then they'll leave the church. And if they leave the church, they'll stop paying tithes. And if they stop paying tithes, then then then, then the pockets can't be lined and the homes can't be built. It all became a business. And we have gotten away from the truth of God's word. And because it is the truth that makes us free. It is the truth that delivers us. Oh, not just from the enemy clutches. It delivers us from our own deceptive heart. It delivers us from our own agendas. The Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but therein, the end thereof is death. And what we're handling, handing out today, if you will, we're giving everyone a title. We're pacifying people. And we're giving them and ordaining them under uh, 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 our own will and unday, ordaining them so we can keep them, ordaining them so, so that they can be placated. Uh, there's a scripture in, in, in the word of God where, 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 uh, where God came against the king because uh, uh, a king who had put the common people with the Levites. And this is what we're doing. We're putting people that have no desire to worship God in the beauty of his holiness and to worship him in spirit and truth. But they are operating at a low base level. They are operating in the outer court, never coming into the presence of God, never coming into the place of fellowship and holies of holies. And we're accepting that way. And we have been allowing that thing to, to manifest and, and take place in our house of worship. 
worship that now when the real thing comes, we can't even tell the difference. I mean, we can't even recognize what is real. And we put now what is real to accept what is true, uh, 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 to accept, excuse me, what is fake. We are, we're, we're, we're heaping up to ourselves, teachers having itchy, itchy ears. But the Lord is, is putting it in my heart again to teach about the prophetic and know the, those that are called into the prophetic. Now, there's an outpouring of prophecy. There's an outpouring of visions and dreams upon all flesh. But we're talking about the office of a prophet. We're talking about, we're going to be talking about what the prophet is supposed to do in these last days. And if I don't finish in this segment, I'm going to have to, uh, 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 to finish up in, a, in another segment. It may take two segments. But Jeremiah withstood the false prophets. And we know that Jeremiah was called to the prophetic before his, uh, he was formed in his mother's belly. If you study Jeremiah, Jeremiah's prophecy, two thirds of his prophetic ministry was the pro, uh, was prophecy of doom. And we're living in this time. I'm going to give you 10 to 12, uh, uh, uh characteristics of what a real prophet what a real prophet does, but let's go over where he, where he goes against, he comes against those false prophets. Like I said, in Matthew 24, the word of God says that many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. And it's important that you don't be deceived. It is important in this last hour that your eyes of, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened and that you don't be deceived. And this, because deception is, 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 is rampant. Deception is rampant. And, and, and again, it is, it is, it is really being hard pressed to, to discern between that which is God and that which is not God. There's no strong spirit of discernment. And so we got to be retold again on uh, uh, how to discern, how to see, how to try the spirit and to see if it is of God. So here Jeremiah says in the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah, and the 18, the 22nd uh, verse, uh, verses, he said, uh, which of them has stood in the council of the Lord to see or to hear his word? If they have stood in the council, they would have proclaimed his word to his people and they would have turned from their evil ways and from their evil uh, deeds. When you are standing in the presence of God and when you are the mouthpiece of God, first of all, that word, let me say this, that word should work on you first. And I'm talking to those that feel that they have a calling of the prophet and uh, 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 to the office of the prophet. And, and to and they got an unction from God, and also to those that are that that know about the prophetic ministry. Their ministry has entertained prophets, but you might entertain uh, 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 false prophets, but you didn't know in the beginning. And we're going to get this straightened out. We got to get our sight corrected, that our spiritual sight come back into alignment. <coughs> <coughs> Come back, excuse me, to 2020 vision. And so he said, which one, if you are a prophet 
Then you stood in the council of God. You stood and you waited at the walls of, 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 of the Lord. And you wait for the words and the directions from his mouth. It is so important as we further down get into the steps that a prophet must take. But they must operate. Uh, 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 these steps are, are modes of operations, if you will. You have to stand in the presence of God and wait on the word of God. It is important to know the word of God. It's important to get into the place of prayer. <laughs> Get into the place of, of waiting on the Lord. Get it into the place of seeking God's face. Because if you operate as his mouthpiece, you operate as a representative of God who carries the word of God to God's people. As he said, if you have done this, then, then, then you would have spoken, you would have proclaimed his word, and the people would have turned from their evil ways. The, the people, again, should, there should be a change in, in, in the way that the people uh, uh, act and interact. They're, see, we got prophets today that, have, that are without burdens. A prophet has to carry the burden of the people. But today we're dealing with prophets without burdens. And these prophets are false prophets. They are harlots. They're just in it for monetary gain. They're in it for recognition. But they do not have the agenda of God. And if you are not walking in the will of God and you are not walking in, 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 in the counsel of God and you're not in the presence of God, let me tell you something. It's going to be easy for you to be deceived. It's going to be easy for you to be deceived. And so we have to recognize what does the prophet do? What does the real prophet do? What are the characteristics? What are the things that we look for in a real prophet? One of the things that a prophet, and, and, and if you got a pen and paper, you need to write this thing down. And you need to study this. One of the things that a prophet today, and even in the past, they have to be given to prayer. They have to know the mind of the Lord. They have to understand the clear Points of the Lord, and they do not rest until God fulfill his word. The prophets have to go into a place of tarrying. They have to go into the place of, of lingering in the presence of God. Jesus, who was also a prophet, went into the mountains and prayed. And the Bible said he often did that. He often sought the Lord. That prophet has to be in a place where I'm telling you where he is hidden in the mountains of prayer. He's hidden in the tabernacle of prayer. I don't understand today where we are we are, uh, uh, are just doing these five minutes and one minute and two minute prayer. In order for us to hear from the Lord, there has to be a lingering in prayer. There has to be a desire of prayer. Now get this, the prophet has to have the blood of prayer. He can't or she can't help but to pray. She can't, she or he cannot help but to get up early in the morning and seek the Lord because they are the mouthpiece of God and they need a word from the Lord. They can't carry that word. They cannot be at rest unless God speaks. 
because their blood desires, their makeup is that to hear the sound, feel the sound, hear the sound, and, and express the sound of God, to express the, 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 uh, of the joy of God, or the discontentment of God, or the anger of God. And, and, and that prophet has to be in the place of prayer. Another thing that a prophet has to do he has to receive the word of the Lord. And, 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 and he, not only does he receive that word in prayer, he or she receives that word in studying the word of God. The prophet has to know the word of God. It has to be precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. You can't just sit, sit up here and say, you know what? I'm in prayer. That's a part of we have the prophet. We have the blood of prayer, but we have to know the word of God and we have to know him and the only way you can know God is through his word the Bible says study to show yourself approved and that's for the prophet well I know I hear so many people well I'm a prophet too and I'm you doing everything but getting the word of God you doing everything but praying you doing everything but fasting you doing everything but being still you have to be in a place of stillness and you have to be in prayer and you have to have that word open and you have to digest it first. He told Ezekiel and John the Revelator. He said, open up your mouth and eat the whole roll. Eat the whole roll. He said, it's going to be sweet to that mouth, but bitter to that belly. Because some of the things that God would tell you to say is going to make folks want to kill you. It's going to make folks hate you. Another thing that a prophet has to do, and this is what, this is what, I know a lot of people that say they're prophets. I know that right here, right here will test them. Right here will test their Holy Ghost when you suffer. People don't want to talk about suffering. When you mention that word, they'll run for the hills. Because we have preached some type of gospel where it said, well, you know, Jesus paid it all. He, you know, he suffered for us all. Yes, he did. I agree with that. But he said, no man can be my disciples unless you take up that cross daily and follow him. I had a dream not too long ago and I saw this uh, white cross. I mean, this is the most beautiful white pristine cross I ever seen. And, and my, my spirit was troubled. And you want to know why my spirit was troubled? Because the Lord was telling me, he said, no, he said, this is a cross of someone who refused to die. He's talking about a carnal Christian who refused to die, got a form of godliness, but not denying the power thereof. See, the cross is the most bloody, ugliest, goriest, a uh, 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 hard to behold thing that you can ever imagine. And we live in a society, especially in our Western culture, where crosses we put in our homes and we wear it in our neck and we're going to find the prettiest one. But in, spirit, in the spiritual realm, that cross should be seen ugly. Your old self should be nailed to the cross. Your old mind, your old ways of thinking, your deceptive heart, your evil doings, that thing should be bloody. That thing should be ugly. And someone, we refuse to die. And when we refuse to die, we cannot operate in the spirit realm. We cannot operate in the supernatural. He's looking for someone who worship him. My God, 
is spirit. Excuse me. And in truth. And you have to die to do that. You have to die to your appetite. You have to die to your desires. You have to die to your own will. You have to die to your, your false prophet, prophetic emotions. You have to die to your culture. You have to die to your tradition. You have to die to your intelligence. He said you cannot be his disciple unless you die daily. Take up that cross daily. Because every day somehow that flesh will resurrect. And so there has to be a place of suffering. And, and I want to read real quick because I'm going to tell you something. No, I'm going to take my time and read. I'm not going to read real quick. I'm going to take my time and read it because you got to see. You got to say to yourself, am I, am I willing to handle the prophetic for real? Am I willing to handle the, the reality of the prophetic? Not all this stuff that's been taught. Not all this, you know, I prophetess this and I prophetess. They got their shiny robes and they got their nice Mercedes. And they, you know, we, we so, we so involved in, 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 in enveloped by the prosperity gospel. And listen, I'm not against that. God is a prosperous God. But I'm talking about we, we in the church, our scale is not balanced. And the Bible said, unbalanced scale is evil. Oh, come on, don't, 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 uh, 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 don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Uh, he said it's evil. It's lopsided with that scale. There's no balance in the church. And the real prophet is to bring balance. But let me tell you something. We got our doors locked to the real prophet. We are, we are, we are uh, executing the real prophet. We are, we are putting them out of the churches. We are putting them out of our synagogues, thinking that we're doing the will of the Lord. And, and we are hurting them. And, and we are oppressing them and, and we are suppressing their voices because we have thought. Come on now. You've been thinking in your thinking that the ones we have up is the real prophet. But God got it all with us. God got it all with us because he said you. There's one place in the Bible. He said you allowed that that Jezebel who called herself a prophet. That get it right there. Folks are calling themselves a prophet and God ain't even called them. They are calling themselves prophets. They are calling themselves prophets and we led them in the church to teach us and to preach it and all that crazy stuff they teach it. And we know that deep down in our spirit, our spirit won't say like something ain't right. But, but the fact of the matter, they got a large following and they got a big platform. And they know TV and they on radio and they doing this. You think that's that right there. That right there is God's hand on them because they got a large platform. Uh, uh. He said many false prophets. So one of the things that he called a prophet to do is suffer. He said in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the 32nd verse, he said, what more shall I say for time will fall uh, or fail me? If I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith, that is, with an enduring trust in God and his promise, and, and, and I'm reading the Amplified, but he said enduring trust. Even through your downs and ups, you, your faith has to still remain strong if you're called to hold this office. Endure and trust in God and his promises. Subdue kingdoms, administer uh, justice, obtain promised blessings, close the mouth of lions, 
Extinguish the power of raging fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became mighty and unbeatable in battle. Putting enemy forces to flight. Look at this. Staying in battle. Staying in battle. Had to go against kingdoms who want justice, who promise blessings, who had to stop the mouths of the lions, as we saw with Daniel, being put in jail, Jeremiah under the jail. The 36th verse said, and others experienced the trial of mocking and scourging amid torture, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. We know that the prophet Isaiah was hacked to pieces. They were lured with tempted office to renounce their faith. They were put to death by the sword. They went about wrapped in skins and sheep and goats. He's talking about John the Baptist who was beheaded, destitute, oppressed, cruelly treated. People of whom the world are not worthy. My God. Wandering deserts and mountains, living in caves, holes in the grounds like Elijah. Let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody say. If you hold the office of the prophet, you're going to go through some go through. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. You're going to feel the judgment even, if you will, of the people before the people. God wants you to be, have a heart for intercession like Moses said. Don't, 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 don't bring these people out here just to kill them. You're going to feel you should feel the oppression, uh, 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 the oppression of the people. You should feel the pain of the people. But like I said earlier, we got too many prophets that don't have a burden. I'm saying something. We have too many prophets out here that don't have a burden. The prophet has to have a burden for the salvation and the sanctification and the deliverance of the people. Ezekiel said, I sat where they sat, and I was astonished. We, ain't, we don't have nobody sitting in the place of the oppressed. We don't have nobody sitting in the place of the poor. We don't have nobody sitting in the place of those that are hopeless and helpless. Because they say that's not of God. Or oh, the devil is a liar. You call to this office, you are called to suffer. Excuse me. You are called to suffer. Number four, and another thing that a prophet is called to do is to worship. We know that David uh, had men in First Chronicles 24 that spoke of the Lord and they were, they were speaking and prophesying with musical instruments. We know Miriam, after they came through the Red Sea, that she had that tambourine and they started worshiping. We know Miriam and Moses and Aaron, the Bible said Micah 6, 4, were called to leave the people out. And she led the people after the um, coming crossing the Red Sea, if you will, and led them in worship. Worship evoked the presence of God. Worship brings down his, 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 his presence, his, his, uh, 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 
his residential glory, if you will. And he said, oh, that man will praise me for the marvelous works that I've done unto the children of man. We were created to make God's praise glorious. And the prophet brings the people back to that recognition that you got, you can't worship man. You got to worship the, he created us to worship. He created us to stand in his face and give him glory and praise him for who he is and what he has done to the children and for the children of man. So a prophet uh, brings uh, inspires the people to worship the true and living God. And if there's anything that is not of God, that prophet will, uh, will stop what he or she is doing and make sure that is removed and not to be brought into the presence of God. Some of this music that we're playing in the church is not of God. It is not of God. It is not of God. And we got to go back to real worship and we got to go back to real praise in order for us to see the miracles, in order for us to, uh, 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 to behold the supernatural wonders. We got to go back to true worship. Another thing that the prophets is, is, uh, 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 brings to the body of Christ. One of the characteristics of the true prophet is to encourage the people. If we go to Ephesians uh, 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 4.11 and it gives us some insight. It says he had gave, listen to this, some prof, apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and, and, and teachers. Everybody's not a prophet. He says some. <coughs> Excuse me. He says some prophets. He said for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the, uh, the body of Christ. The 13th verse said, till we all come in the unity of faith. Till we all come in the unity of faith. Let me tell you something. Every exodus need a, need a Moses. Every exodus need a Moses. And so the prophet is to equip. It is one of the equip, uh, uh, equipping ministries. To equip them. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, in worship and, and, and equip them for the work of the ministry until we come. So anybody that's saying that the office of the prophet is, is, is no longer is obsolete. That, that's a lie manifested from the, from the pit of hell, because the Bible say he will do nothing. He will say nothing unless he reveals it until his prophets first. So we also to encourage and to speak to men and women and build them up and encourage them to go on, to encourage them to operate uh, in the will of God and to connect to God so that purpose and potential can be revealed. No matter what they're going through, sometimes they, we, we're going to have to correct. The prophets will correct you just so they can get out of you what God placed in you, but encourage you at the same time because you're not here for naught. A prophet also foretells the future. We have to understand that most of the Old Testament ministry, uh, uh, in the Old Testament, the, the ministry of most of the prophets were foretelling of the future. A, the seer had to have insight into God's purpose uh, uh, for history. Uh, Isaiah said to uh, Hezekiah, he said, you better get your house in order for you will surely die in Second Kings. So that the prophets must know uh, uh, God and understand 
uh, what is going on in the world and bring God's revelation to the hearer and show the people what is going on in the world. Show them what they need to adjust, they have to adjust to or recalibrate or, or redirect their vision, redirect their walk, redirect their talk, redirect their worship. A prophet will she tell you what's going down the coming down the road. And if you're willing to listen, you can, you can circumvent around a lot of trouble. They, they give direction and guidance is another thing. Directing them in the way that they should go. And, and, and to serve to the church and or to, the, uh, uh, to, to direct the church and or direct the leader. In the way that God wants him or her to go and a way that wants that church to go. The prophet admonished the, uh, uh, or warns or even inter- intercedes, teaches, and counsel. More importantly, the prophet stands at the walls to see what the Lord is doing and proclaims that to the people. They, they call the church to respond to what God is saying or doing. Again, the prophet will call the church or its leader to respond to what God is saying. That prophet, another one, a prophet has to be able to interpret dreams and visions because if the people don't hear the word, God moves in the people's visions with visions and dreams. And there has to be a prophet to be able to interpret it like Daniel. You have to be able, and let me tell you something. There is a proliferation of dreams and visions being poured out. I was ministering uh, 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 in a place not too long ago. And one of the things that the Lord repeatedly said, there's going to be an increase of visions. There's going to be an increase of dreams. And so I'm looking at some of the people I can tell they're not hearing God. So God got to get them in their sleep. God got to warn them in their sleep. And, and he's going to give them, excuse me, Many dreams and visions of warning, <coughs> of impending doom, of judgment, of correction, of blessings. But he's going to put it into where they're going to have to seek a prophet. And if you are the false prophet, you're going to get a false reading. Hear what I'm telling you today. Another thing they do. <coughs> excuse me. It's correct and abolished. This is what we're not liking today. Because if we get corrected, we have to change. And change hurt. So what is easy today is kill the messenger. Kill the messenger because I don't like what he or she said. I don't like how they said it to me. We got so many people getting mad at what the prophet is saying. They, the, they want to seek to hurt the prophet because if I hurt the true prophet, then I take away the hurt. I take away that which is causing me pain. See, because we have been preached on ivory couches. We have been preached in a place of green grass and pastures. We have been preaching the things, like I said, that does not require suffering, does not require to, to die daily. Because that is not the will of God. I don't know who told you, but they told you wrong. And so what the prophet has been called to do 
is correct the church and correct this leader. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I Let me tell you about this dream I had. I was telling my sister. I had a dream, and, 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 I, and I knew that it was because of, of, of what I've done recently. But anyway, make a long story short, that the people, we were in this countryside, and let me, and I'm telling you, the people got so mad. It looked like this little city or town, and they got so mad. I told my sister, she was with me in a dream. I said, they're going to throw us over the hill. So, so I'm going to show you how to, how when they throw, how to land. And, and this is what I was telling her in a dream. And I mean, they had their pitchforks and they had old, uh, those old sickles, you know, that they had back in the days. And when I woke up, I said, this is what they tried to do to Jesus because he came preaching the truth. The Bible said they saw, I think it's in uh, Luke 4, to, to, to uh, 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 you know, throw him over the hill. And with Jeremiah, they put him under the jail and put him in the stocks because he was preaching the truth. Today, people do not want to hear truth because truth Cause them to change and, and, and change hurts people. Let me tell you something. Folks don't like to change. And again, so instead of them accepting the truth and say, good is the word of the Lord. They say, let's just get rid of the thing that caused the pain. And that's the messenger. But a prophet is called to, to speak God's truth and called to correct and, 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 and uh, uh, and, and, and show the things of destruction that's coming if you if you if you don't obey the word of God. A prophet is not to compromise because of the uh, of the people, and they don't and, and they should not have a concern how the people see them. They are there to speak what God told them to speak. Elijah was a confrontational prophet. And God is raising up confrontational prophets. Now I'm telling you that we are in the season that God said enough of the false prophet. I am going to raise up prophets that's about to get in your face and that's not afraid to say what thus said the Lord and willing to walk out and I'm telling you willing to lose their life. Willing to lose their life. Are you called to be a prophet? You may second guess at this now. You might as well say, you know what? The Lord is, is, is uh, pouring out his spirit of prophecy. But we're talking about an office of a prophet. We're talking about an office of a prophet. You got to be sold out to God. You got to be sold out to God. Get that in your spirit. You another thing, you got to be willing to expose rotten leadership. We got folks that are operating so close with their leaders, but because of loyalty, they won't expose them. But the prophet will come in and expose the leader. The prophet will tell the leader, thus share the Lord, that you are sinning, that you are lying to the people, that you are leading his people astray. And, and because we have to understand that the fivefold ministry, they work, they work together in synchronicity. Then he said, until you come into the unity, they are subject to one another. There is no big eyes and little U's. We've been allowing that to happen too long in the church. We have been allowing folks to say, I'm the big dog here. Well, let me tell you something. God is about to root up. And tear down 
God has manifested men and women to walk into houses of God. That's, that's supposed to be houses of God. And call and confront the leader of that house. Because let me tell you something. The only thing God wants are his souls. He wants his people and he wants his people right. For he said, I'm coming to a church without a spot of recall. They're supposed to announce judgment. They're supposed to prepare the people for warning and danger. They're supposed to recognize season, being able to interpret the signs of the times. The prophets are supposed to explain history to a culture that's lost history, do not know the gods of their father. That goes back into getting in the word of God, praying in the Holy Ghost. Come to a place of understanding, searching the word of God to see if it is so. And if you are not doing this, you are not called to be a prophet. Let's get some understanding today. God is going to test the prophet by fire. And if you come out of that fire and he's with you, then, then you are going to run on and do what God tell you to do. If you get burned up and he shaved you by fire, you better thank God for his grace. It's time for us to stop playing church. I hear the Lord say, get right. Get right. Get right, church, and let's go home. The hour is winding down. And it's time to, to, uh, uh, to, to, to get our souls and yield it on the altar. It's time to save ourselves. God no longer is weak in our ignorance, but he's, 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 he's going to hold us. He's going to hold us into, account, uh, 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 into accountability. It's time to get weep between the porch and the altar. Rid our hearts and not rid our garments. Because God is saying that, that if you don't turn from your, your sins, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, you will surely perish. You will surely perish. And, and I'm telling you, you have to say to yourself, you have to examine yourself and say, am I right? You have to yield to God and ask the Lord to shine his light on you and surrender unto the Lord. David said, what shall I surrender unto the Lord? For all his many benefits towards me, I will take that cup of salvation and a call upon the name of the Lord. I'm Prophetess Audrey Burden. Until next time, go with God and he will go with you. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad we're together once again. I'm Prophetess Audrey Burden. And I'm telling you, I have a word for you in due season. You know, I've just been in the place of, uh, uh, of, of, of hearing in the place of God's presence. Where you know what, in this time, especially in this hour, we all need to be in a place where we can hear the Lord. The Bible says, he that have ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And you know what, what the Lord has been dealing with me uh, for some time now. And I feel that it's ready, uh, the word is ready to be released, is about the prophetic. I'm, I'm seeing not the prophetic in the church. I'm seeing the pathetic. We have been dealing with such error and we have been dealing with such 
uh, of falsities and and we have been dealing with a pseudo Holy Ghost that we have accepted what is not true over what is truth. We have accepted uh, the calling of good, evil, and the calling of evil, good, if you will, as the prophet Isaiah has spoken so clearly about in um, Isaiah, the fifth chapter. You know, uh, what has been impressed, the scripture that has been impressed in my spirit for some time now is taken from 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, the 17th verse from the NIV version I shall be reading. For it says that for it is a time that judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begin with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? You know, he said in his word, I lay before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. And there is such a falling away. There is a falling away from the word of God. There's a falling away from the will of God, the precepts of God, the laws of God, the statutes of God. All those, all, all that has been placed uh, uh, in the word of God about how we should live all that we need to know and all that we need to do. And, and I'm seeing that there has been a, a false prophetic movement in the church today that when the true prophet comes along, that prophet is deemed as a Ahab or a Jezebel or a lion prophet where you, where you, and not saying you in particular, but you and the church have been entertaining for such a very long time the uh, 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 false prophets. For the Bible said in Matthew 24, the 11th chapter, he said, And many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. Now listen to what this word says in Matthew 24, the 11th uh, 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 the 24th chapter, the 11th verse, he said, many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. He said in another place that if it's possible, the very elect will be deceived. We're living in a time of darkness. We're living in a time that light is, is, is scarce, but we're living in a time that I know that I'm hopeful down in the recesses of my mind and my heart and my spirit. I know that, that the, uh, the time is getting right for the greatest revival that we have ever experienced in the history of man. The Bible talks about in first Corinthians, the 15th chapter, that there must be a falling away, but God has released a word in the church that's telling us to come back and come back to our first love and return back under the cross. You know, there is a fountain that's filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood and lose all their guilty stain. And I want to talk about the prophetic. Like I said earlier, there has been a, 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 a movement away from what is true, because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the church today doesn't like truth. We have been preaching such a, a message of prosperity, of increase, and, and blessings here and blessings there. But we've not been hearing a message about getting our house in order. 
We have not been hearing messages of correction because, see, if people get corrected, then they'll leave the church. And if they leave the church, they'll stop paying tithes. And if they stop paying tithes, then then then, then the pockets can't be lined and the homes can't be built. It all became a business. And we have gotten away from the truth of God's word. And because it is the truth that makes us free. It is the truth that delivers us. Oh, not just from the enemy clutches. It delivers us from our own deceptive heart. It delivers us from our own agendas. The Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but therein, the end thereof is death. And what we're handling, handing out today, if you will, we're giving everyone a title. We're pacifying people. And we're giving them and ordaining them under uh, 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 our own will and ordaining them so we can keep them, ordaining them so, so that they can be placated. Uh, there's a scripture in, in, in the word of God where, 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 uh, where God came against the king because uh, a king who had put the common people with the Levites. And this is what we're doing. We're putting people that have no desire to worship God in the beauty of his holiness and to worship him in spirit and truth. But they are operating at a low base level. They are operating in the outer court, never coming into the presence of God, never coming into the place of fellowship and the holies of holies. And we're accepting that way. And we have been allowing that thing to, to manifest and, and take place in our house of worship. That now when the real thing comes, we can't even tell the difference. I mean, we can't even recognize what is real. And we put now what is real to accept what is true, uh, 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 to accept, excuse me, what is fake. We are, we're, we're, we're heaping up to ourselves, teachers having itchy, itchy ears. But the Lord is, is putting it in my heart again to teach about the prophetic and know the, those that are called into the prophetic. Now, there's an outpouring of prophecy. There's an outpouring of visions and dreams upon all flesh. But we're talking about the office of a prophet. We're talking about, we're going to be talking about what the prophet is supposed to do in these last days. And if I don't finish in this segment, I'm going to have to, uh, 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 to finish up in, a, in another segment. It may take two segments. But Jeremiah withstood the false prophets. And we know that Jeremiah was called to the prophetic before his, uh, he was formed in his mother's belly. If you study Jeremiah, Jeremiah's prophecy, two thirds of his prophetic ministry was the pro uh, was prophecy of doom. And we're living in this time. I'm going to give you 10 to 12, uh, uh, uh characteristics of what a real prophet what a real prophet does, but let's go over where he, where he goes against, he comes against those false prophets. Like I said, in Matthew 24, the word of God says that many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. And it's important that you don't be deceived. It is important in this last hour that your eyes of, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened and that you don't be deceived. And this, because deception is, 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 is rampant. Deception is rampant. And, and, and again, 
it is it is it is really being hard pressed to to discern between that which is God and that which is not God. There's no strong spirit of discernment, and so we got to be retold again uh, uh, how to discern, how to see, how to try the spirit, and to see if it is of God. So here Jeremiah says in the twenty third chapter of Jeremiah. And the 18, the 22nd uh, verse, uh, verses, he said, uh, which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see or to hear his word? If they have stood in the council, they would have proclaimed his word to his people and they would have turned from their evil ways and from their evil uh, deeds. When you are standing in the presence of God and when you are the mouthpiece of God, first of all, that word, let me say this, that word should work on you first. And I'm talking to those that feel that they have a calling of the prophet and uh, 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 to the office of the prophet. And, and to and they got an unction from God, and also to those that are that that know about the prophetic ministry, their ministry has entertained prophets, but you might entertain uh, 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 false prophets, but you didn't know in the beginning. And we're going to get this straightened out. We got to get our sight corrected, that our spiritual sight come back into alignment. <coughs> <coughs> Come back, excuse me, to twenty twenty vision, and so he said, "Which one? If, if you are prophet, then you stood in the council of God. You stood and you waited at the walls of, 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 of the Lord, and you wait for the words and the directions from His mouth. It is so important as we further down get into the steps that a prophet must take, but they must operate uh, uh, of these steps." Are, are modes of operations, if you will. You have to stand in the presence of God and wait on the word of God. It is important to know the word of God. It's important to get into the place of prayer, get into the place of, of waiting on the Lord, get it into the place of seeking God's face. Because if you operate as his mouthpiece, you operate as a representative of God who carries the word of God to God's people. As he said, if you have done this, then, then, then you would have spoken, you would have proclaimed his word, and the people would have turned from their evil ways. Then the people, again, should, there should be a change in, in, in the way that the people uh, uh, act and interact. Then, see, we got prophets today that, have, that are without burdens. A prophet has to carry the burden of the people. But today we're dealing with prophets without burdens. And these prophets are false prophets. They are harlots. They're just in it for monetary gain. They're in it for recognition. But they do not have the agenda of God. And if you are not walking in the will of God and you are not walking in, 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 in the counsel of God and you're not in the presence of God, let me tell you something. It's going to be easily for you to be deceived. It's going to be easy for you to be deceived. And so we have to recognize what does the prophet do? What does the real prophet do? What are the characteristics? What are the things that we look for in a real prophet? 
one of the things that a prophet, some, and, and, and if you got a pen and paper, you need to write this thing down. And you need to study this. One of the things that a prophet today, and even in the past, they have to be given to prayer. They have to know the mind of the Lord. They have to understand the clear points of the Lord, and they do not rest until God fulfill his word. The prophets have to go into a place of tarrying. They have to go into the place of, of lingering in the presence of God. Jesus, who was also a prophet, went into the mountains and prayed. And the Bible said he often did that. He often sought the Lord. The prophet has to be in a place where, I'm telling you, where he is hidden in the mountains of prayer. He's hidden in the tabernacle of prayer. I don't understand today where we are we are, 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 are just doing these five minutes and one minute and two minute prayer. In order for us to hear from the Lord, there has to be a lingering in prayer. There has to be a desire of prayer. Now get this, the prophet has to have the blood of prayer. He can't or she can't help but to pray. She can't, she or he cannot help but to get up early in the morning and seek the Lord because they are the mouthpiece of God and they need a word from the Lord. They can't carry that word. They cannot be at rest unless God speak because their blood desires, their makeup is that to hear the sound, feel the sound, hear the sound and, and express the sound of God, to express the, 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 uh, of the joy of God or the discontentment of God or the anger of God. And, and, and that prophet has to be in the place of prayer. Another thing that a prophet has to do he has to receive the word of the Lord. And, 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 and he, not only does he receive that word in prayer, he or she receives that word in studying the word of God. The prophet has to know the word of God. It has to be precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. You can't just sit up here and say, you know what? I'm in prayer. That's a part of, we have the prophet, we have the blood of prayer. But we have to know the word of God and we have to know him. And the only way you can know God is through his word. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. And that's for the prophet. Well, I know I hear so many people. Well, I'm a prophet too. And I'm you doing everything but getting in the word of God. You doing everything but praying. You doing everything but fasting. You doing everything but being still. You have to be in a place of stillness. And you have to be in prayer. And you have to have that word open. And you have to digest it first. He told Ezekiel and John the Revelator. He said, open up your mouth and eat the whole roll. Eat the whole roll. He said, it's going to be sweet to thy, thy mouth, but bitter to thy belly. Because some of the things that God will tell you to say is going to make folks want to kill you. It's going to make folks hate you. Another thing that a prophet has to do, and this is what, this is what, I know a lot of people that say they're prophets. I know that right here, right here will test them. Right here will test their Holy Ghost when you suffer. People don't want to talk about suffering. When you mention that word, they'll run for the hills. Because we have 
preach some type of gospel where it said, well, you know, Jesus paid it all. He, you know, he suffered for us all. Yes, he did. I agree with that. But he said, no man can be my disciples unless you take up that cross daily and follow him. I had a dream not too long ago and I saw this uh, white cross. I mean, this is the most beautiful white pristine cross I ever seen. And, and my, my spirit was troubled. And you want to know why my spirit was troubled? Because the Lord was telling me, he said, no, he said, this is a cross of someone who refused to die. He's talking about a carnal Christian who refused to die, got a form of godliness, but not denying the power thereof. See, the cross is the most bloody, ugliest, goriest, a uh, 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 hard to behold thing that you can ever imagine. And we live in a society, especially in our Western culture, where crosses we put in our homes and we wear it in our neck and we're going to find the prettiest one. But in, spirit, in the spiritual realm, that cross should be seen ugly. Your old self should be nailed to the cross. Your old mind, your old ways of thinking, your deceptive heart, your evil doings, that thing should be bloody. That thing should be ugly. And someone, we refuse to die. And when we refuse to die, we cannot operate in the spirit realm. We cannot operate in the supernatural. He's looking for someone who worship him. My God is spirit. Excuse me. And in truth. And you have to die to do that. You have to die to your appetite. You have to die to your desires. You have to die to your own will. You have to die to your, your false prophet, prophetic emotions. You have to die to your culture. You have to die to your tradition. You have to die to your intelligence. He said you cannot be his disciple unless you die daily. Take up that cross daily. Because every day somehow that flesh will resurrect. And so there has to be a place of suffering. And, and I want to read real quick because I'm going to tell you something. No, I'm going to take my time and read. I'm not going to read real quick. I'm going to take my time and read it because you got to see. You got to say to yourself, am I, am I willing to handle the prophetic for real? Am I willing to handle the, the reality of the prophetic? Not all this stuff that's been taught. Not all this, you know, I prophetess this and I prophetess. They got their shiny robes and they got their nice Mercedes. And they, you know, we, we so, we so involved and in, 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 enveloped by the prosperity gospel. And listen, I'm not against that. God is a prosperous God. But I'm talking about we, we in the church, our scale is not balanced. And the Bible said an unbalanced scale is evil. Oh, come on, don't, 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 uh, 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 don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Uh, he said it's evil. It's lopsided with that scale. There's no balance in the church. And the real prophet is to bring balance. But let me tell you something. We got our doors locked to the real prophet. We are, we are, we are uh, executing the real prophet. We are, we are putting them out of the churches. We are putting them out of our synagogues, thinking that we're doing the will of the Lord. And, and we are hurting them. And, and we are oppressing them and, and we are suppressing their voices because we have thought. Come on now. You've been thinking in your thinking that the ones we have up is the real prophet. But God got it all with us. God got it all with us because he said you. There's one place in the Bible. He said you allowed that that Jezebel 
who call herself a prophet. That get it right there. Folks are calling themselves a prophet, and God ain't even calling them. They are calling themselves prophets. They are calling themselves prophets, and we led them in the church to teach us and to preach it, and all that crazy stuff they teach it. And we know that deep down in our spirit, our spirit won't say like something ain't right. But but the fact of the matter, they got a large following, and they got a big platform. And they on TV and they on radio and they doing this. You think that's that right there? That right there is God's hand on them because they got a large platform. Uh uh-uh. uh. He said many false prophets. So one of the things that he called a prophet to do is suffer. He said in the eleventh chapter of Hebrews, the thirty second verse, he said, "What more shall I say? For time will fall, uh, uh, fail me." If I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith that is with an enduring trust in God and his promise, and, and, and I'm reading the Amplified, but he said enduring trust. Even through your downs and ups, you, your faith has to still remain strong if you're called to hold this office. Endure and trust in God and his promises. Subdue kingdoms, administer uh, justice, obtain promised blessings, close the mouth of lions, extinguish the power of raging fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became mighty and unbeatable in battle, putting enemy forces to flight. Look at this. Staying in battle. Staying in battle, had to go against kingdoms who want justice, who promise blessings, who had to stop the mouths of the lions, as we saw with Daniel, being put in jail, Jeremiah under the jail. The 36th verse said, and others experienced the trial of mocking and scourging amid torture, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were Saul and two, we know that the prophet Isaiah was hacked to pieces. They were lured with tempted offers to renounce their faith. They were put to death by the sword. They went about wrapped in skins and sheep and ghosts. He's talking about John the Baptist who was beheaded, destitute, oppressed, cruelly treated. People of whom the world are not worthy. My God. Wandering deserts and mountains, living in caves, holes in the grounds like Elijah. Let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody say. If you hold the office of the prophet, you're going to go through some go through. You're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. You're going to feel the judgment even, if you will, of the people before the people. God wants you to be. Have a heart for intercession like Moses said. Don't, 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 don't bring these people out here just to kill them. You're going to feel, you should feel the, oppress, uh, 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 the oppression of the people. You should feel the pain of the people. But like I said earlier, we got too many prophets that don't have a burden. I'm saying something. We have too many prophets out here that don't have a burden. The prophet has to have a burden for the salvation and the sanctification 
and the deliverance of the people. Ezekiel said, I sat where they sat, and I was astonished. We, ain't, we don't have nobody sitting in the place of the oppressed. We don't have nobody sitting in the place of the poor. We don't have nobody sitting in the place of those that are hopeless and helpless. Because they say that's not of God. Or oh, the devil is a liar. You call to this office, you are called to suffer. <coughs> Excuse me. You are called to suffer. Number four, and another thing that a prophet is called to do is to worship. We know that David uh, had men in, in First Chronicles 24 that spoke of the Lord and they were, they were speaking and prophesying with musical instruments. We know Miriam, after they came through the Red Sea, that she had that tambourine and they started worshiping. We know Miriam and Moses and Aaron, the Bible said Micah 6, 4, were called to lead the people out. And she led the people after the um, coming crossing the Red Sea, if you will, and led them in worship. Worship evoked the presence of God. Worship brings down his, 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 his presence, his, his, uh, 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 his residential glory, if you will. And he said, oh, that man will praise me for the marvelous works that I've done unto the children of man. We were created to make God's praise glorious. And the prophet brings the people back to that recognition that you got, you can't worship man. You got to worship the, he created us to worship. He created us to stand in his face and give him glory and praise him for who he is and what he has done to the children and for the children of man. So a prophet uh, brings, uh, inspires the people to worship the true and living God. And if it's anything that is not of God, that prophet will, uh, will stop what he or she is doing and make sure that is removed and not to be brought into the presence of God. Some of this music that we're playing in the church is not of God. It is not of God. It is not of God. And we got to go back to real worship and we got to go back to real praise in order for us to see the miracles, in order for us to, uh, 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 to behold the supernatural wonders. We got to grow back to true worship. Another thing that the prophet is, 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 uh, 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 brings to the body of Christ. One of the characteristics of the true prophet is to encourage the people. If we go to Ephesians uh, 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 4.11 and it gives us some insight. It says he had gave, listen to this, some prof apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and, and, and teachers. Everybody's not a prophet. He says some. <coughs> Excuse me. He says some prophets. He said for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the, uh, the body of Christ. The 13th verse said, till we all come in the unity of faith. Till we all come in the unity of faith. Let me tell you something. Every exodus need a, need a Moses. Every exodus need a Moses. And so the prophet is to equip. It is one of the equip, uh, uh, equipping ministries. To equip them. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, in worship and, and, and equip them for the work of the ministry until we come 
So anybody saying that the office of the prophet is, is, is no longer is obsolete, that, that's a lie manifested from the, from the pit of hell. Because the Bible says he will do nothing. He will say nothing unless he reveals it unto his prophets first. So we also to encourage and to speak to men and women and, and build them up and encourage them to go on. To encourage them to operate uh, in the will of God and to connect to God so that purpose and potential can be revealed. No matter what they're going through, sometimes they, we, we're going to have to correct. The prophets will correct you just so they can get out of you what God placed in you. But encourage you at the same time because you're not here for naught. A prophet also foretells the future. We have to understand that most of the Old Testament ministry... Uh, 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 in the Old Testament, the, the ministry of most of the prophets were foretelling of the future. A se the seer had to have insight into God's purpose uh, uh, for history. Uh, Isaiah said to uh, uh, Hezekiah, he said, you better get your house in order for you will surely die in Second Kings. So that the prophets must know uh, uh, God and understand uh, what is going on in the world and bring God's revelation to the hearer and show the people what is going on in the world. Show them that what they need to adjust, they have to adjust to or recalibrate or, or redirect their vision, redirect their walk, redirect their talk, redirect their worship. A prophet will she tell you what's going down the road, coming down the road. And if you're willing to listen, you can, you can circumvent Around a lot of trouble. They, they give direction and guidance is another thing. Directing them in the way that they should go. And, and, and to serve to the church and or to, the, uh, uh, to, to direct the church and or direct the leader. In the way that God wants him or her to go and a way that wants that church to go. The prophet admonished or, uh, uh, or warns. Or even intercedes, teaches, and counsel. More importantly, the prophet stands at the walls to see what the Lord is doing and proclaims that to the people. They, they call the church to respond to what God is saying or doing. Again, the prophet will call the church and or its leader to respond. To what God is saying. That prophet, another one, a prophet has to be able to interpret dreams and visions. Because if the people don't hear the word, God moves in the people's visions with visions and dreams. And there has to be a prophet to be able to interpret it like Daniel. You have to be able, and let me tell you something. There is a proliferation of dreams and visions being poured out. I was ministering uh, 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 in a place not too long ago. And one of the things that the Lord repeatedly said, there's going to be an increase of visions. There's going to be an increase of dreams. And so I'm looking at some of the people I can tell they're not hearing God. So God got to get them in their sleep. God got to warn them in their sleep. And, and he's going to give them, excuse me, Many dreams and visions of warning, <coughs> of impending doom, of judgment, of correction, of blessings. 
But he's going to put it into where they're going to have to seek a prophet. And if you are a false prophet, you're going to get a false reading. Hear what I'm telling you today. Another thing they do, <coughs> excuse me, it's correct and abolish. This is what we're not liking today. Because if we get corrected, we have to change. And change hurt. So what is easy today is kill the messenger. Kill the messenger because I don't like what he or she said. I don't like how they said it to me. We got so many people getting mad at what the prophet is saying. They, the, they want to seek to hurt the prophet. Because if I hurt the true prophet, then I take away the hurt. I take away that which is causing me pain. See, because we have been preached on ivory couches. We have been preached in a place of green grass and pastures. We have been preaching the things, like I said, that does not require suffering. Does not require to, to die daily. Because that is not the will of God. I don't know who told you, but they told you wrong. And so what the prophet has been called to do is correct the church and correct this leader. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I Let me tell you about this dream I had. I was telling my sister. I had a dream and, 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 I, and I knew that it was because of, of, of what I've done recently. But anyway, make a long story short, that the people, we were in this countryside. And let me, and I'm telling you, the people got so mad. It looked like this little city or town, and they got so mad. I told my sister, she was with me in a dream. I said, they're going to throw us over the hill. So, so I'm going to show you how to, how when they throw, how to land. And, and this is what I was telling her in a dream. And I mean, they had their pitchforks and they had old, uh, those old sickles, you know, that they had back in the days. And when I woke up, I said, this is what they tried to do to Jesus because he came preaching the truth. The Bible said they saw, I think it's in uh, Luke 4, to, to, to uh, 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 you know, throw him over the hill. And with Jeremiah, they put him under the jail and put him in the stocks because he was preaching the truth. Today, people do not want to hear truth because truth Cause them to change. And, and, and change hurts people. Let me tell you something. Folks don't like to change. And again, so instead of them accepting the truth and say good is the word of the Lord, they say let's just get rid of the thing that caused the pain. And that's the messenger. But a prophet is called to, to speak God's truth. And called to correct. And, 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 uh, uh, and, and show the things of destruction that's coming if you if you if you don't obey the word of God, a prophet is not to compromise because of the uh, of the people, and they don't and, and they should not have a concern how the people see them. They are there to speak what God told them to speak. Elijah was a confrontational prophet. And God is raising up confrontational prophets. Now I'm telling you that we are in the season that God said enough of the false prophet. I am going to raise up prophets that's about to get in your face and that's not afraid to say what thus said the Lord and willing to walk out and I'm telling you willing to lose their life. Willing to lose their life. Are you called to be a prophet? You may second guess at this now. 
You might as well say, you know what, the Lord is, is, is uh, pouring out his spirit of prophecy. But we're talking about an office of a prophet. We're talking about an office of a prophet. You got to be showed out to God. You got to be showed out to God. Get that in your spirit. Another thing, you got to be willing to expose rotten leadership. We got folks that are operating so close with their leaders, but because of loyalty, they won't expose them. But the prophet will come in and expose the leader. The prophet will tell the leader, thus share the Lord, that you are sinning, that you are lying to the people, that you are leading his people astray. And, and because we have to understand that the five-fold ministry, they work, they work together in synchronicity. Then he said, until you come into the unity, they are subject to one another. There is no big eyes and little U's. We've been allowing that to happen too long in the church. We have been allowing folks to say, I'm the big dog here. Well, let me tell you something. God is about to root up. And tear down. God has manifested men and women. To walk into houses of God. That's, that's supposed to be houses of God. And call and confront the leader of that house. Because let me tell you something. The only thing God wants. Are his souls. He wants his people. And he wants his people right. For he said I'm coming to a church. Without a spot of recall. They're supposed to announce judgment. They're supposed to prepare the people for warning and danger. They're supposed to recognize season, being able to interpret the signs of the times. The prophets are supposed to explain history to a culture that's lost history, do not know the gods of their father. That goes back into getting in the word of God, praying in the Holy Ghost. Come to a place of understanding, searching the word of God to see if it is so. And if you are not doing this, you are not called to be a prophet. Let's get some understanding today. God is going to test the prophet by fire. And if you come out of that fire and he's with you, then, then you are going to run on and do what God tell you to do. If you get burned up and he shaved you by fire, you better thank God for his grace. It's time for us to stop playing church. I hear the Lord say, get right. Get right. Get right, church, and let's go home. The hour is winding down. And it's time to, to, uh, uh, to, to, to get our souls and yield it on the altar. It's time to save ourselves. God no longer is weak in our ignorance, but he's, 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 he's going to hold us. He's going to hold us into, account, uh, 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 into accountability. It's time to get weak between the porch and the altar. Rid our hearts and not rid our garments. Because God is saying that, that if you don't turn from your, your sins, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, you will surely perish. You will surely perish. And, and I'm telling you, you have to say to yourself, you have to examine yourself and say, am I right? You have to yield to God and ask the Lord to shine his light on you. 
and surrender unto the Lord. David said, what shall I surrender unto the Lord? For all his many benefits towards me, I will take that cup of salvation and a call upon the name of the Lord. I'm Prophetess Audrey Burden. Until next time, go with God and he will go with you.